financial literacy, and the human condition. Welcome to Financial Fitness with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Welcome to Financial Fitness. I'm Jess Tyler along with the Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Rayum. Good morning. Good morning, Jess. How are you? I am doing good. I think we're talking about maybe getting some money today. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, let's <laughs> talk about how to get some money anyway or what to do with uh, some money. Um, but in, in particularly, we're talking about dormant 401ks. Now, that's not another kind of 401k like an IRA and a Roth IRA. Mm-hmm. It's a term that we use to describe these 401ks or similar kinds of retirement accounts, 403bs, other kinds of retirement accounts that you might have had at previous employers, whether or not you've contributed to them. Because a lot of times people forget, you know, they didn't contribute, they didn't participate, so they don't think they had a retirement account at that other employer. Mm -hmm. Or maybe they thought they weren't fully vested, so they didn't didn't think they could take the money, but they might be partially vested. And all that means is fully vested means you can take all the money out, even if your employer contributed it. Mm -hmm. And usually that's on a schedule like that might say, after you've been here five years, you're fully vested. But that might mean that you're 20% vested in year one, 40% in year two, so on and so forth. So even if you didn't contribute to your 401k or other retirement plan, if you had a previous employer, you may have some forgotten money. Oh, that's good to know. I wouldn't have even thought of that. Like, I would think if I didn't contribute to a 401k, then it just didn't apply to me. So that's good to know. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we just forget that. It was part of the benefit package. We never, you know, actually signed up for it. So we never remembered it was there. And, you know, we went on to the next job, didn't think anything about it. And they don't chase you down going, hey, wait, Jess, but you (laughs) forgot this money. (laughs) And hopefully you might be getting quarterly statements on it or a year-end statement. But you know what? In the day of going green, mm-hmm. so many people, those things just get lost in their spam box or in their inbox. They don't even notice it. Right. Just to give you some idea of how often this might happen to somebody, if you were born between 1957 and 1964, just to take a, a little snippet here, okay, you've had an average of 12.4 jobs. Wow. Yeah, is that amazing? And, uh, you know, you really think about it. Some of those jobs were long. Some of them weren't. But you've had an average of 12.4 jobs, which means you might have, you know, a dozen 401ks out there somewhere. Yeah, the chances are higher that you at least have one or two if you've had that many jobs. Absolutely. So that's part of the deal. Uh, The rest of it is really people that know they have a 401k. Uh, They left an employer. There's some money there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're aware of it, but they've just left it there. Like uh, leaving your kid behind. Like left it there thinking that they'll get it at some point or left it there thinking like, oh, it's not worth the bother. Well, maybe either. Okay. But I think the dangerous part is when we have money that we've earned or that is ours and it may or may not be getting managed properly or actively managed. Mm -hmm. So the roadblock here is that it's intimidating. What do I do with that money that was left behind? Who's in charge of that? I left that company, maybe even not on good terms. I don't want to talk to the grouchy HR person there, mm-hmm. you know. And they're not going to be I, super helpful. Yeah, I don't. Well, or maybe they are, but you don't want to go back and get that money. And you just figure, well, it's there. It's doing okay. Statements come in every now and then. You know, they make good quick glance and shredder material. And then you don't think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of a shame. You know, sometimes people will even allocate that in their mind and say, well, that's play money. I mean, I left that, but now I'm working on my 401k here. And whatever happens to that old one, that's okay. Is there any kind of like a statute on that? Like, for example, if you 
worked at a company, I don't know, 20 years ago and never tried to collect it, it gets absorbed back by the company? Or is that still always yours? What an interesting question. I, I'm not positive, but I've never heard of a statute on it. So okay. I think, no, there's no statute. The money is yours. But you bring up a really valid point. Because what happens if the company you used to work for, where you had the 401k, goes belly up? Mm-hmm. The money's not probably not in the company, although, you know, we had Enron, right? People have company stock, which right. was about too. But the money was probably being managed by a Fidelity or, a, you know, one of those big companies, right? And so you might find your way to that investment well, uh, but only if you get statements, only if you notice your statements or if you have some way of rounding that up. So you know, this is these are all points about why do you just leave your money hanging out there wherever it was? Mm-hmm. So. I can sort of simplify this intimidating process. And, you know, at the beginning and at the end, let me tell you, you know, we're always here to help you. Many advisors can help you through this. It's a matter of recognizing what you want to do and sort of getting it into this funnel to figure out what might be best for you. Mm-hmm. So so let's just start at the top with, with the simplest of things, which is, you know, do you really want to move it or don't you? Well, the very first thing you should do is review your plan description and your investment options. Okay. That's a little thing they give you where they say, hey, this is what the plan does. Uh, this is what you're allowed to do inside the plan. And here's where your money is invested within the plan. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have to understand it all to the letter of the law, but take a look at it. And that's your beginning point. Now that you're looking at it, you have to decide, am I happy with the way it's being managed or am I not happy with the way it's being managed? And that will lead you down, that's the fork in the road, right? That will lead you down the right road to begin with. So if you're happy with how it's managed, there's no reason you have to move it. Okay. I think we've talked about this before, though. Like, you shouldn't be going years and years and years without looking at how it's being managed, correct? No. (laughs) No, you shouldn't. But... You know, we do. It's, right. I mean, it's just the nature. You know, like, yeah, that person's making us money. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, I do want to point one big flaw out here. Okay. And it's that people take a look at their statements and they see it climbing and they say, oh, I'm making money. Mm-hmm. You must remember how much of that money you have contributed. So right. if you're a 401k that, that you're actively, not a dormant 401k, but one that you're actively contributing to, and you're watching your statement go up all the time, and you're thinking, look at how much money I'm making. Back out your contributions. Right, because a lot of that's coming from your paycheck every week. That's right. You're not making that money. You're saving that money. What you're making on it is the increase over that amount, mm-hmm. right, what your employer might be matching or what you're making in the market. So that's just a word of caution when you're looking at this. But let's stick with dormant 401ks for a moment. So if you're happy with it, you don't have to do a thing. You can just leave it there and say, I love the way that's being managed. I see that manager quarterly or yearly. I'm, you know, I, I know who they are. I can pick up the phone and make changes. They've been proactive in calling me when something happens. Great. If you're not happy with the way it's being managed or you have no idea who's managing it or any of that, and you just say, wait a minute, I've got this money sitting over here. It's mine. Mm-hmm. And I could be either managing it myself better or I could be more actively managing it with, you know, a financial professional. Then you want to consider, okay, now it's time to think about moving it. So now that you're thinking about moving it, you know, each one of these things branches into another area. You know, why would you want to move it? Well, for one thing, you might want to continue contributing to your 401k. Mm -hmm. You can't contribute to a dormant 401k. If you're no longer working for that employer, you can't put any more money in it. 
Can you take that dormant 401k if you find out that you have one and roll it into whatever your current 401k is? Yes, you can. Okay. And you can also roll it into an IRA. So that's exactly right. If you've decided to move it, now the fork in the road is where do you want to move it? Mm-hmm. Do you want to put it in with your current 401k? Some people think that's a great idea. Personally, I like to diversify more than that. So I would tend to say, look, you know, run your 401k the way you're running it now. Consider moving this into an IRA for a number of reasons. But one of them is that 401ks very often are limited in the investments that you can have, whereas a a private IRA, you may have a broader range of options. Mm -hmm. So, And then all your eggs aren't in one basket, so you're using this as an opportunity to diversify. But yes, you can roll it from your other 401k, dormant 401k, into your active 401k and continue to contribute and thereby sort of consolidating your 401k, right? Mm -hmm. Now, are you over 59 and a half? Are you under 59 and a half? Are you 72? I mean, there's so many things that come into play here, but let's break them down. Okay. If you're over 59 and a half and you want income, mm-hmm. well, your distributions from your 401k or an IRA are taxable as ordinary income, but if you're over 59 and a half, you don't have that 10% penalty, which you would have if you're under 59 and a half with some caveats, okay? We'll talk about some of that. You can get around some of this stuff. Okay. Um, but if you, you know, you're that age and you want income, now you have to think about, are you going to be able to take distributions from your IRA or from a 401k and what path do you take there? Maybe you've left your employer at age 55 or older, mm-hmm. even age 50 in public service, and then you might consider leaving the assets where they are because you might qualify for a separation from service distribution. So those distributions might be taxable. Well, they're going to be taxable, of course but they're not, uh, you won't have the 10% penalty. Remember I said there's some ways around it. Even if you're 50, but you were in public service, Mm -hmm. you might be able to avoid that 10% penalty. Or age 55, you might be able to avoid that 10% penalty. What can I say, Jess? You need a professional to, you know, try and get you through these decisions because what if you were eligible for something like that separation from service distribution? Mm-hmm. And had no and idea. You it, and somebody moved you into something where you didn't have that benefit any longer. Mm. So sometimes it's the right thing to do to move it. Sometimes it's not. All right. Let me uh, ask you a question that I think I know the answer to already, but I'm going to just throw it out there for you. Okay. So say I'm, I'm going back and looking and I had, you know, previous jobs and I find out, oh, I had a couple of dormant 401ks that I knew nothing about. So in my head, I'm thinking, well, that's free money and I could use a vacation and there's a couple of thousand in those accounts. Do you recommend against just cashing it out and using that as like money I didn't even think I had? Oh, the found money thing. (laughs) I won the lottery with my own money. Of course, that's the first thing I think about. It's like, well, I didn't know that I had it, so it's free money. Isn't it funny? Well, the government says the same thing. (laughs) Great, go ahead and take that. We want the taxes. And by the way, you're under 59 and a half. We're going to whack you another 10% in a penalty. Right. So there are ways to to look at this. Now, we can talk about taking loans out of 401ks as well, especially in the second half. I'll tell you some ways to get around this. Okay. Um, Things that you need to know to navigate this, whether you're under 59 and a half or you're over 59 and a half or you're taking RMDs, if you want access to some of that money, how are you going to get it? What's the smartest way to get it? Uh, Should you get it? Should you look at other places? So, yes, we can go over all of those things, but, but do I recommend against it? Well, you know, the general financial planner in me says, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> you know, keep that money for the future. Plan your vacation some other way. People will still do it. And they'll say, well, 
I'll just check the box to have them withdraw the taxes so I won't have a problem at the end of the year. But that's sort of short-term thinking, right. uh, short-sighted thinking. What you're, what you're doing then is you're losing money that's in the market that had years of growth potential to really give you a great vacation sometime in the future maybe or something else. And if you start to think of it that way in your head, if you can make an image instead of seeing it like a couple thousand dollars of found money that you can take a vacation on, and people do tend to do that, Jess. If it's a smaller amount of money, they discount it. Ah, a couple of grand. What the heck? I'll just take that. Well, it's kind of like what you were saying last week with the psychology of like, will I take $5 today or $10 in six months? Most people are going to take the $5 today. That's right. And, you know, if what's driving that decision is that you really want a vacation, that's fine. Use it as a wake-up call and say, geez, I almost spent $2,000 of that money I saved to take a vacation. I must really need a vacation. How am I going to do that? Mm -hmm. And can I do it without spending my $2,000 from my 401k? Because it's going to cost you, if you're under 59 and a half, a 10% premium to do that, right? A 10% uh, penalty. Mm -hmm. And they're going to take 20% taxes right off the top out of your 401k when you take that distribution. So bam, 30% gone. It, yeah, it doesn't sound so good that way. All right, let's get your phone number right now. We'll talk more about this in the second half, but uh, definitely oh, need your phone number today. I, I'm such a Grinch. Uh, for, <laughs> for, I'm really not. I just like people to do it well, you know. So the phone number is 413-773-3333. Or visit HugYourMoney.com. Much more with The Money Doctor, Dr. Francis Ram, coming up with part two of Financial Fitness right here on WHMP. 